escape to the metaverse. But act like you know, yeah. You are now tuned into the Matthew and Rizzo show, yeah. Uh, escape to the metaverse. Better act like you know, yeah. You are now tuned into the Matthew and Rizzo show, yeah. Hey everyone, before we begin this week's episode of the Matthew and Rizzle Show, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Proof of Beauty. Proof of Beauty is an experimental digital experience studio. The blockchain is their canvas and the tokens are their brush. You can learn more about Proof of Beauty by checking out pob.studio. You can follow them on Twitter as well at P-R-R-F Beauty. That's P. RRF Beauty on Twitter and POB.studio on their homepage to learn more about their projects like Hash, London, and Publico. Thank you and enjoy the show. Okay, David, Jan, really excited to have you on the Matthew and Rizzle show to be talking about movie shots. Welcome, boys. GM, GM, GM. thank you so much <laughs> for having us. <laughs> it's always GM in the metaverse. I love it. Cool. Uh, well, oh, yeah. to get started, before we dive into everything you're doing with movie shots, I, I'd personally love to hear potted history for, for both of yourselves. I know you both have been in the space for quite a minute. There's the crypto wiener associations, but kind of tell us how you kind of fell down the, the crypto and NFT rabbit holes to begin with and what led to movie shots being created in the first place. Should I start or you want to start, Jan? It would be fun if you start. <laughs> okay, okay. Then, then... Have it, let's have it memento style, backwards. Uh, that's, that's a good one. Um, I mean, I, I haven't been too, too long in the, in the NFT space, uh, I have to admit. I mean, uh, Jan told me for like forever, it seems. Um, <laughs> he told me about the punks and how cool they are. And I, I, I should buy a punk. And I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't quite listening too much because all, all Jan was talking was uh, NFTs uh, for, for quite a long time and I was um, yeah and, and a lot of other things so I'm self-employed I have my own film production company uh, doing mostly commercials and stuff like this for, for about seven years now and uh, yeah but, but a few months ago I mean I, mean, I think it was um, at the beginning of last year, Jan pitched me his idea of a movie shot. Um, and I was really excited because uh, I know where, where his uh, Crypto Wiener project went and uh, I really, really liked it, um, what he was doing. And um, so I was excited what, what he could do with movie shots. Um, but um, I lost track for quite a bit and um, then, then it developed more and more and uh, yeah, then I asked Jan if, if I could help. I mean, um, yeah, this, this, was, this was pretty much the thing. Um, I, I have to think about it. The first um, NFT I bought was, 
was it Deep Black? Um, because because at the point where where he introduced me, began to do project, and I said, okay, I jump on board. And he was like, okay, I need to buy an NFT, and um, no, I bought an ape of space or something first, like something really ridiculous, uh, just to have a PFP for Twitter. And then I bought Deep Black, and um, I fell more and more into the rabbit hole. I was listening to a lot of spaces. I was listening to Ferrock a lot of the times and I was getting so excited about the community part of it and um, that everybody was so excited about it and yeah, then fell deeper and deeper and deeper and now we're here. <laughs> Great start. Should I continue? Yeah, take it away, Jan. Right. Okay. So yeah, my name is Jan Leitenbauer. I'm a TV editor, editing news and also editing uh, trailers um, where I also like pick the music or, or have some text ideas. And um, so together with David, I started MMA, Multimedia Arts, which is um, kind of like a film school, but also a little bit more interdisciplinary. So you work a lot with 3D animation people and audio people and also developers. And now I think it's the perfect time for, you know, having this um, cooperative interdisciplinary mindset where you work with uh, other niches and all of that. Um, and I always loved films. So when I was young, I collected film DVDs and um, limited edition DVDs. Um, so I'm a DVD collector, I guess. And of course, I played Magic the Gathering and collected Pokemon when I was young. And it was, I think, 2017, right at the uh, top of the bubble. Um, when I learned what the blockchain is and what Bitcoin is, um, I heard it first, I think 2014 um, Bitcoin. And when I first heard it, I thought like, this is the most stupid thing I've ever heard. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the most ridiculous thing. That's so bullshit. Um, but then someone explained it to me and it was like, mm, I don't get it. It's really complicated, but it's really interesting. And I think I spent the whole 2018 locked in my shared flat room, only reading, uh, watching Andreas Antonopoulos videos and, and reading <laughs> all the An Andreas Antonopoulos books because, I, I mean, I completely fell down the rabbit hole because this piece of technology was just so, uh, I don't know, it's, it's so impressing. And it takes, I think, a long, term, a long time to actually get like what it can do. Like it's amazing after two weeks, but then if you just keep on learning what this means for society, for, for technology, <laughs> more things come up, even just with Bitcoin. And um, yeah, so you get a nerd. And if you're a nerd, you kind of annoy everybody around you. So I was very happy uh, to find people to talk about <laughs> this nerdy stuff, blockchain. Um, and so, you know, we met in Vienna, the new people that I met in the culture club, um, and so we drank beers, talked about blockchain, drank beers, talked about blockchain. Once in a while, we meet at different places and one, one would cook. And this, those regular blockchain meetings is what became CryptoVina in the end. There were like six mm -hmm. people who were there most of the time. Um, and those six people were then basically uh, the founders of CryptoVina. And I was here when CryptoVina was founded. Um, I'm not the creator of CryptoVina. Uh, Ross is the creator of CryptoVina and Ross and Nisla, the both of them, they basically lead the project. And I'm a part of this uh, six uh, people uh, culture club that draws CryptoVina and all of that. And the funny thing is that during that time at CryptoVina that I totally uh, enjoyed like making the Venus and having ideas and all of that, I was the one that was quite skeptical 
um, about NFTs, while all the others were already totally in, of course, like um, having punks and moderating the punk channel and all of that. And it took me really, I think, some months or, or years to, to really see this revolution that NFTs uh, is bringing. And so I think I'm now completely turned into a Deacon since a year or so. <laughs> and yeah, so in that time, I learned a lot of, about NFTs. And also, I think uh, Gary V used other kind of descriptions how to describe this innovation. I mean, even if you understand blockchain, it's, it's not just that. It's this whole new cultural and social thing. And actually, like having an NFT, this is... Uh, this is where you learn a lot. Like, what does this to your own psychology? How does it feel to own an NFT? And I, I don't know. It's it, it's an experience I don't have with uh, physical things I own. It's it's a very very fascinating um, mix of technology uh, and culture and art and all of that and community, of course. Well, so I can now you can imagine for, for a noob like me and uh, being six months in and having uh, Jan talk about uh, blockchain and, and stuff like this since 2017. Uh, <laughs> it was it was hard to, to keep track <laughs> for me. There, there, there was this moment when David was <laughs> on the edge and I knew that, like if I give him a little push, uh, <laughs> he will get sucked into the NFT rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And I just like uh, uh, bought a meter key and gifted it to him. And then he fell into the rabbit hole. Yeah, that in. was also <laughs> true. True, you gifted me the meta key. Yeah, also that one was was really really big for me. Mm -hmm. Yo, what what great stories uh, from both of you. Also, how you know you just needed to give David a push. I feel like we all can like relate to having that person in our lives. And yo, big shout out to Crypto Wieners, man. What a, what a cool like OG project to be associated yeah. with. Uh, I remember when they like came onto the scene and was just like, wow, this team is so weird. <laughs> like, I, I, love, <laughs> I love what they're doing and, and I love how they're like, you know, like laughing at themselves, but like putting out cool, like interesting things. Uh, and and uh, in a roundabout way, I think we ended up doing like a couple things with uh, crypto wieners here and there over the years, but uh, it's really cool. You know, you're, the concept behind movie shots is really, really interesting. And I know you guys presented at the whip and uh, there's always so much going on at the whip that I can never really focus as much as I would like to, but I would love to hear the story about like, you know, conceptually how you came up yeah. with this, uh, you know, what you're trying to do with it. Uh, it's it's yeah. a really interesting project. Yeah. So, so first for Kryptovina, yes, the team is amazing. And if, if one of you happens to be in Vienna, Austria, Make sure to contact us and hang out with us because it's really fun with the team. Um, yes. yeah. So uh, movie shots. So um, in Austria, we have this thing called Bildungskarenz. It's amazing. You just take one year off from work and you still get um, a bit of your salary and you just can educate yourself on whatever you want to. And I did that um, in order to move from TV to documentaries. So I wanted to go to documentaries and, and also edit uh, fiction which is quite hard in Austria, to be honest, um, to be working in the film industry. Um, and in order to do that, one of my courses was the Avid course. So Avid is the, the main editing software used in Hollywood. And by, at TV, I usually like uh, use Adobe Premiere. So uh, I took an Avid course, learning Avid, and uh, a good friend of mine, who's also a friend of David, uh, Daniel Lim, a filmmaker, um, he was uh, shooting stuff 
um, just like to not be in the lockdown, I guess. Just like just to, to keep keep doing, keep doing, keep keep making movies, keep making art and all that. And so I could use that footage just to try this editing software, um, learning Avid. And at the same time, I think it was like in January or February, the same time NFTs kind of exploded. So it was like me editing, learning Avid, but then also NFTs becoming quite uh, even more interesting than the last couple of months. Um, and I think just take I took a break from editing, just went to the park, went for a walk or so. And then I had this thought in my head, this idea like what if with each edit you make with each new camera shot you pick one still you hand pick one still like it's, a, it's just like a piece of art and it will represent the camera shot like it would would represent this part of the movie and you could do it with the whole movie then you would end up up with a collection of about 1000 to 2000 one of one nfts uh and basically have this collection kind of like a digital twin on the blockchain, capturing the, I'd say, cultural value or artistic value of the thing. That's what we're trying to do. And then when I watched the movie and just I imagined that something happens, somebody says something, or he just, even if it's unimportant, if it just turns around and goes to the next scene, I was like, if I could own that, I would be the only one owning that moment. That would be so awesome. And basically, um. I'm just obsessed with movie shots and I have to to build it, I guess, to, to have them and create them. So it's it, it was like a click moment. And since then, it, you know, it never left my head. Like this is a year now, I think. Um, I'm haunted by movie shots since a year. And then all of a the sudden, these awesome people around me just showed up. <laughs> like the most awesome people showed up and helped me building this. It was... Um, I was really, really lucky with building this. Of course, the, the first thing I, I did was like ask, asking the crypto winner team because I thought this would be super easy. Just some JPEGs on the blockchain. Let's do it. And then Ross told me like, mm -mm, you don't know, this will, this will be quite big. <laughs> this will be very uh, time consuming. And then I realized, okay, I had to build my own team. Um, and so I did. And um, yeah, since then it gained uh, quite some momentum. We have a license uh, deal with uh, Beta Film in Bihar, one of the biggest licensing companies there are, um, and have made a license deal for some movies. And the first one is Tom Tikva's Run, Lola, Run, which I think is an absolute masterpiece. Um, it's about Lola, um, who has to save her boyfriend because he lost money on a drug deal. Um, yeah. And so she has to run. She has 20 minutes. She has 20 minutes to get... 100,000 Deutsche Mark, which is about uh, 19 ETH. This <laughs> run 20, min 20 minutes. And, and here's the thing, like after 20 minutes, um, the story ends. And then we see another version of it, like kind of like butterfly effect. Like what could have happened mm -hmm. if, if you made other choices and how would the story then play out? But the plot, it takes time in just 20 minutes and you see different versions of it. And then they have this very interesting thing where Lola, she would like hit into just a, 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 a passenger, just like a random woman on the street. And then you would see, and I think what in the movie is, is like, maybe, I don't know, five seconds or so, you would see um, in flash cuts, like two, three frames, 
bam, 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 like flash cuts, photography cuts, mm -hmm. you would see a story played out. What happens to the to, to the character who, who's not part of the story, the passenger afterwards? Like what happens after Lola just hit her while running? And every time, of course, the lives of the artists completely uh, change. And in the movie, this is a story gets told in three seconds that you do not uh, realize what is told because it's too much. Your brain is just flashed with like flash cuts. And now with movie shots, it's very interesting because like our rule is like from one hard cut to the next hard cut. So this is a new NFT. This is a new piece of art. It's a new like brush stroke of the whole uh, composition. Um, and then now you, Randall around is so interesting because now you can really like see in calmly see how those stories play out and they are quite, they are quite interesting. Um, and of course, like movie shots is, of course, I think a, a very good example of if a movie um, has visual storytelling. You know, like nowadays, most movies are more like dialogue based or so, also the comedies. But if a movie works in movie shots, if the story gets told uh, also in the frames that you have, like kind of, it looks kind of like a comic, right? Or, or, or a storyboard. Um, I think this is a very interesting way to um, approach the art of filmmaking. And it's also a very interesting way to um, honor the piece of art because we basically um, deconstruct the piece of art into, yeah. <clears throat> into its uh, unique parts. And yeah. Yeah, not, not, only, not only does it, um, I mean, show the the iconic piece of the DOP of the director of photography um, but it, it shows so much more it shows um, what emotions the, the director could could get out of the the actors yeah. what 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 the production designer did to to that specific uh, location um, everything I mean um, this this will will all be a part of the movie shot and so so it's important for us to, to capture this different different art forms that all come come together when you uh, when you're making a movie i mean this is crazy what what different people from all the different sectors work to to create the vision yeah. that the director has in mind um that's that's something that fascinates me every time i i do something scenic uh, i would say a short movie or so um never did a feature because of so, funding yeah. problems so let me let me let me just jump in real quick just to make sure I'm understanding everything. So what what will actually be tokenized from from this movie, this example of Rum Lola Run, would be each scene between cuts, right? And is the is every single scene so every every yeah. every segment from from one one cut to to the next. So um okay. but we we only count hard cuts um like when when the um like for example um when you go from a wide shot to a close-up um, okay. there's most of the time there's a hard cut between them um, sometimes there's a transition you know and so yeah. what we do is we take them together um and it, it's one movie shot but the whole segment kind of is represented by one specifically um, hand-picked uh, still out of that segment. Uh, okay. And um, the other thing is uh, it will have metadata in it, um, mm -hmm. like the scenic properties, like 
exterior streets, they um, rain whatsoever. The, the actors, uh, as well as uh, their costumes or um, props, specific props that are that are in the in the in the representative still. Only that ones that are seen in the still, I have to say, not the in film, the whole film, segment. Fi film loot, we call it movie loot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the movie loot. So, and <laughs> and additionally, what what we will do is uh, we will, um, for example, I I can I tell that Jan? Yeah, I think so. I can tell it with the hair, the, the, for example. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's give some alpha here. Let's uh, let's okay. with the So so for example, every every um, movie shot owner that. Um, owns uh, a shot where Lola is in it will get Lola's hair uh, as a decentralized variable. If her yeah. hair is, is seen. Only if, if her, her if hair her, is seen. Only if her hair is seen, yeah. For pe example. Pe pe people with the property makeup and hair, um, wild red hair, or dyed red hair, I think. Dyed, dyed red hair, yeah. Mm. So, so, yeah. So, if we really take every shot. We don't cherry pick. We don't judge, like, this part of the movie's art and this is not. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. No, the whole movie uh, gets there. Um, so, we don't censor um, uh, unless, of course, the licensor, like, has some issue with, I don't know, um, nude person or so. But with Randall Laran, um, there were no wishes to, to censor anything. So, everything will get on the blockchain. Um, and also every NFT will have like at the frame this time code and for how many seconds. Um, so each NFT like points to a particular time point and in a particular time length. And with the time length, then we should talk later also about the screen time. Mm -hmm. Screen time, you will be able to vote. It will be a, a community vote uh, with the screen time. Um, and Let me say this thing. So uh, we, we're building a software where every single shot, and it's uh, 1,398 for Run Run, will be manually, uh, manually tagged. So manually, uh, a person will choose which items um, will be the property metadata. And this, uh, and it will be done by a professional filmmaker yeah. who, who is a Let set dresser. Yeah, but set dresser, production designer, um, I mean, he, he really did big set. Um, he's an amazing guy. He's called uh, Radoslav Stolyanov. And uh, he's been working in the film industry for I don't know uh, how long. Uh, I think over 20 years. Um, and he worked on sets like Hitman or um, built uh, all most of the sets for, for uh, the um, British uh, comedy series Plebs. And he, he really been in the big of the business that's where, where we always wanted to go um and he he's really keen on detail i've, I've never met the person that's yes so keen on detail if, if, if we if if we won't give him any limits and we have to then there will be a hundred uh properties per, per shot <laughs> yeah <laughs> and also i mean at the one one last thing i mean this this here is for one example that we we give to to the community what you could do out of this metadata metadata but there are endless possibilities and everybody can can take this data as it works in web 3.0 and i i could imagine that with more and more movies to come amazing Props, items can be taken into other worlds. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's 
It would you be a great Valentine's gift, gift to, to gift a kiss. Imagine you gift a kiss from a yeah. to your girlfriend. Yeah, for example. That's... Yes. Dude, it's, just, it's really cool. I love the idea of, like, pairing uh, the the shots with, like, uh, like hair you can take into the metaverse or, like, you know, really anything that you could sort of piggyback off of the, the movie is, is such a cool concept and, like, a such a different way to, like, sort of... Uh, think about movies curious like zooming out a little bit like i i'm a huge fan of run lola run and i don't even like really watch a ton of movies but uh i can nice. see how this would like lend itself really well to what you're doing uh how did you end up with like run lola run is it difficult to like get you know the rights to have movies participate in something like this are there certain like types or like styles of movies that, you know, would lend itself more towards what you're doing or are you just trying to go like iconic uh, type of stuff or how, how does that whole like process sort of work? So our goal is to have a, a nice mix between iconic movies like um, IP that brings communities, but also like just great, really good cinema, great independent, independent cinema and also film classics. So Hollywood film classics, and good independent cinema. And the vision of MovieShot is that long-term, this whole brand building and ecosystem building that we do will end up also in a way to finance films. So like we're having like great IP to bring in people. And then we're also like using our brand in um, somehow to, to help filmmakers get their film funded. I mean, there are a lot of uh, trailblazers out there now doing that. Uh, Julie Pacino, um, Jordan Bain, uh, Miguel Faust. So um, there is a lot of stuff happening uh, now, and uh, you should have them also on your podcast. Um, it's really I mean, interesting. He's been on the podcast. Drew is amazing. Ah, I mean, he was. Yeah. I mean, only the the possibility to to um, sell your movie uh, differently than um, in the cinema or as a DVD or to a streaming provider. Um, is already um, a reversed funding instrument. So, so I mean, we are not doing it with, with new movies at the moment or with independent movies. But in the end, uh, it, it's, it's could, it could well be already a reverse funding instrument because, um, yeah, um, when, when somebody gives funding to you and uh, then, then they look at uh, how you're going to distribute it later on and when you have uh, NFT distribution with movie shots I mean, that's, that's great I think um, but the, the, the license uh, thing I think Jan this, this is a whole yeah, 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 yeah. big thing that took forever yeah, yeah. So, so, so the first thing we completely think that NFTs will revolutionize crowdfunding completely um, and so, yeah, we will watch out um, um, uh, what happens there and want to connect it to this as well. I think the challenge is like you give out the NFT to fund the movie and then there is a lot of time between financing the movie and then uh, receiving, uh, basically finishing the movie um, up to, you know, one or two years. So how do you like, what, what does the collector do in the meanwhile? This will be, I think, quite challenging. We will see many great ideas the next month. And yeah, so is it hard to get on those rides? Yes. Um, why is it hard? Because we need global rights. Um, because mm -hmm. if you have an NFT, you can see it uh, like in every country. Um, so you need the global rights and the licensing movie industry, it doesn't work that way. Usually you don't have global rights. You have like Europe or you have the US. So very often more, one, more than one company has 
to a partner to get those global rights. And in case of Run Little Run, that happened. So Beta Film GmbH is, is the, the company we talked to um, since, I think, March. So we talked to them, I think, for half a year or so, um, or, or nine months until the, the, the deal was signed. But it was also quite hard to get the legal part, like get the legal structure connected to the token, connected to the law, connected to the tech. Uh, what exactly has to be in there was uh, many, many hours with lawyers and quite some work, but uh, we solved that. Um, and yeah, of course, we wanted uh, an iconic movie and we're happy that we we have one. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of curious, like how the actual like the sale or the distribution of the NFTs will work. Like, um, like what is the total addition count going to be? How many like unique... Uh, stills are going to be tokenized like with using the example of run the low on run i'm curious about all those moving parts yeah so with run little run there will be 1398 uh movie shots each of them representing a unique part of the movie um so it will be um 1398 stills and they will be um stored on our weave because we like permanence um and the drop will be, this will be interesting. The first idea was to basically have it randomized so that everyone who mints gets a chance. So it will be minted. You mint it yourself in your wallet via our website, via the smart contract, which uh, of course will be audited. Um, and now we changed it from the randomization and we do it in order. So it will mm. start with the first shot. I mean, not the first one because we'll save some for the, for the crew and cast. Um, but you know, it will, it will start and then just go in order. And by minting, if you mint a shot, you, you are responsible that the story keeps, uh, being told on the blockchain and everyone who mints, uh, works toward a, a collective goal. And that, that is the, the, the whole movie gets told on the blockchain. And I think this will be very exciting. Like if there are like parts where the minting is slow, then we will probably talk more about that scene or so. <laughs> and I think this will be funny because there will be forever a, a proof on the blockchain, which <laughs> where there was a fast mint or where there was like, you know, when in Mario Kart, you go into like this water and you get slow, mint gets slowed down. <laughs> And yes, so can the whole movie be told on the blockchain? (laughs) Um, And can we make it to the end credits? Uh, That's that's the collective goal. Um, And you can mint up, I think, up to twenty, up to twenty shots. You can mint, and then you have you know mint mint again or so. Uh, And the pricing will probably be around two hundred euros, something like that. It will be in ETH, of course. But now we can't now we can't say the ETH price because it will change until the mint i love the mario kart reference but that is really interesting how like you can sort of like uh compare what's selling to like the parts of the movie and how that like creates its own narrative within itself uh the whole thing is just like really really fascinating uh what do you guys like would be curious to hear if you guys could pick like any movie next that you wanted to move on to like you know w- forget all of like the requirements and licensing and everything like what would be like your dream movie to like chop up and distribute in this way yeah i will i will i will start and and i i think every time i get asked this question i will answer it differently <laughs> because there are so many movies last time i said ready player 1 and now i'm going to say fight club cool 
So, so for me, I, I take it not as uh, the movie shots perspective uh, as I did. Uh, I do it the same way as I answer the question every time I get asked what's my favorite movie. And I say Donnie Darko because uh, this is something that, yeah, that stayed with me forever. Um, so, yeah, I want, I want this as a movie shot. It's not that probably that, that iconic or something, but it means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, to have a shot with the, you know, the, the rabbit mask. Oh, my God. A wormhole. <laughs> you could build the rabbit costume, you know, as yeah, a yeah. metaverse variable. And then you, you see someone going around and then you see, ah, he has this. And then you can click on it and you see, ah, he has it from this moment. I mean, it's funny because then you, we have like a higher supply than one, but they will each be unique because in, in the four-dimensional space, Each one will be unique to that. <laughs> oh my in, God, yeah. That's so true. Uh, so what's yours, Matthew Rizzle? What's yours? Uh, for me, it would definitely be There Will Be Blood, starring Daniel mm. Day-Lewis. Mm. I've watched the movie like nine, ten times. Can't get enough of it, to be honest. No, no. I, dude, I would probably... I, I haven't watched many movies uh, in a long time, but... Uh, Fight Club would be very uh, high on my list just because I love how stylized it is and, uh, you know, sort of came up with that movie. Uh, so I'd, I'd probably lean into that. I'm also like a sucker for like old Disney movies like the, the Aladdin uh, era of uh, Disney oh, movies and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but no, it, I, I'm sure you guys... You, you, I, want, I you, want, to, you want to fly You want to fly with the, with the carpet in, in the central land. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I want my own, like, magic rug, you know? To, to, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's cool. I, it, it's a cool project. I can tell, like, both of you are obviously, like, very passionate about it, just in, like, how you talk about, you know, the process and how you like to go about, like, all of these things. Um, what Did you... Are there any, is there anyone else doing anything like this out there? Or have you like sort of taken inspiration from any other projects when creating this? Or is this like totally like sort of, on, you know, on its own path? That's the reason Jan, Jan did it, right? I mean, because nobody was doing it. I was, I was super paranoid uh, for a couple of months. So, I mean, there are, of course, filmmakers who own their own IP and then uh, do it as a piece of art, like how Jordan Bain did it, or uh, especially artists, like filmmakers who do a short bit, like as, as you would be a super rare artist, like David Bianchi comes to mind, or, or Matteo, he's a director and a visual effects artist. Like he has these small pieces that work as a small piece of art. Uh, and I think with short movies, uh, probably they are. I mean, it makes so sense to me. I think NFTs will um, make short movies, will have a renaissance in short movies because that's quite obviously uh, something you put on as a one-of-one -one NFT uh, and you make it, uh, you sell it and, and then you can maybe fund your feature movie or, or, or something like that as Miguel uh, does it. Um, so we looked at uh, other um, companies or projects and there's a lot of stuff happening now and for owning a unique part of an iconic movie, feature movie, um, I didn't really um, see it a lot with shorts, of course. Um, I, Kevin Smith, he, um, mm. he sold his Kilroy movie and had, had even the production credit, I think, part of it. So if you buy the NFT, you literally own the movie. You are now the owner of the movie and Kevin Smith will, will tour with you, promote the movie. 
Um, so I think this was quite interesting. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there is stuff happening that I'm not aware of because there's so much happening. But for now, like this, I didn't see it. And I think I, I assume that is because uh, it's quite hard to get the global rights. Um, it's quite time consuming. Um, and also, um, there are so many exceptions. Like, there are so many exceptions why you can't do it. For example, we had a TV show that we could have done and it was almost like already signed. And then um, it was, we, we realized there was one exception why you couldn't do it because one actor just had like one line in the contract that you couldn't do it. So I th it's just a complex process that takes time. I think we will see it if MovieJet is, is successful, we will of course see it more in the future. Uh, and I hope that films that are shot now um, um, think about how to have those rights. So they need to be bundled, right? They can mm -hmm. be yeah. scattered. And I think from now people just will know like, okay, let's write something in that this can be done and, and you don't need five uh, to ask five companies and have them all agree. Um, I mean, the crazy thing is there are even, there are even people um, that are only, only paid uh, for knowing where the license uh, is. I mean, they, they are they are kind of, okay, they know that, that thing and that's their, their own IP. Like uh, you, have to, you have to pay the money that they tell you where the license is. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy. It's such a racket. And yeah. like as someone who's lived and traveled overseas, there's nothing more frustrating than trying to watch something and only being told that, hey, you're not in this country. To oh my God. This. Of course, we have VPNs and we can get around yes. it relatively yeah. easily, but it's just yeah. such an unnecessary friction, in my personal opinion. And if this, if movie yeah. shots can do anything to help make it easier to get these global rights for these broadcasts and, and for this cultural entertainment, like in cultural production, I think that's like a huge win, just yeah. that by itself. But I actually... I, I, I wanted to kind of like zoom out a little bit from yeah. movie shots because one of the great joys of mine is to be able to speak with so many like interesting builders and creators from all around the world. And obviously uh, you all being based in, in Austria and Europe, I'm just kind of curious, like what's the state of crypto slash NFTs in Europe? I mean, if you're on Twitter, I feel like everything skews, especially in the English language, a little bit more American or North American centric. What, what's going on in, in Western Europe? So the latest, latest thing that just, just happened um, was something from the um, Belvedere Museum with, with Arte Q, and um, they did the, the kiss of uh, Gustav Klimt and split okay. it into 10,000 pieces, uh, um, selling it on the blockchain, but with no, no rights connected to the original. Um, so, so this was happening, and it seems that there's more and more popping off. But um, for me, uh, for and for a long time, for me as an outsider, kind of crypto Vina was the only Austrian project. But I'm I'm totally totally wrong with that, and uh, I guess Jan. Huh? By the way, um, Nisla from crypto Vina probably was the first Austrian to to put an NFT oh, yeah. blockchain. Mm -hmm. I mean. Until it's, you know, until someone else comes along, but, but that's the latest stand. Um, yeah, I don't think I can give an objective answer to that because I'm in my bubble here 
uh, and uh, for me, like, okay, everybody's into NFTs and everyone understands NFTs in my world, but that's just me not, not leaving my, my room. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> no, no, but that's definitely not what I'm seeing and with the people I'm talking about on daily yeah, shoots sure. or something. I mean, nobody, nobody gets it. Yeah. No, no, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous how fast mass adoption like works. I mean, with at the very start, I mean, prices are high, but this is super early, right? People don't understand the technology, but how, what happened the last 12 months was ridiculously fast, like social media, um, adapting it, Twitter con connecting and, and making you verify the profile picture and, and all of that. So I think this was incredibly fast. There is a lot of interest from from all of the creative industry, I guess. Like everybody wants to speak. You know, you, you just ask someone about NFTs, like in this movie shows context, and they're like, "Yeah, we have that and then and that." So they really want to learn. Mm. Uh, like from all the professions, they know that NFTs are not going away, um, um, even if they are skeptical what is happening now, um, and they should be skeptical. And like personally talking to some people is I think one major thing is that a lot of people don't wrap their heads around. And I remember it was one of them <laughs> um, is, is this part that you own something, you know, you own this JPEG, but everybody can see this JPEG kind of mm -hmm. right. And, and what, what it means, like just mm. for uh, emotional and artistic ownership, like you don't get the utility to, 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 show it exclusively i mean in the metaverse you do of course you can you can show it off but um i think this is something that's quite new and uh, my assumption is um quite bullish i guess I, th i think in some years this will be quite normal um way kind of like a social media i guess I think it will, everybody will use it because it's an open standard. And just like the internet is an open standard and it changed the world in a way that we can't even imagine. Um, I have the feeling that something with NFTs is happening right now as well. that We can't even imagine how, how, how it will change the world. For example, if, if I could, if you, if you go to Ikea, uh, Ikea in the uh, future, um, you know Ikea um, up in the States? Dude, it's, uh, it's, yeah, you, you know, okay. You watch Spike Love. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I could imagine, you, you know, when uh, in, in Ikea, they, they have these um, paintings, these, these uh, or photographs that you could pick up, these this frames with the random photographs of anybody just to decorate your house with. I could imagine in uh, Ikea in 10 years, they had just digital frames that you buy with that you hang up there and you connect your wallet and boom. Um, so, so, so I could, I could imagine a, a lot um, changing in the real world world through, through the NFT integration. I mean, I, I don't see a big sense in the whole LG that thing that you can put your NFT on the TV. Okay. That sounds stupid, but if you have a frame that gives the optic of a, like Kindle Paperwhite, you know, like, like uh, optic uh, of a material, have, a digital. And, I think and, there are some companies offering uh, stuff like that, even oh, like yeah. permanent, where the where the uh, where the digital screen can only show this NFT and you can't change it. Oh, oh, 
Cool. Uh, I mean, I mean, I've I, I've seen these these small uh, screens, this the small NFT f- things and the, the collectible things. But I, what, what I really want to see is like to to hang a painting that really looks like a painting, but it's digital and it can mm-hmm. be changed with what NFT you put on it. yeah me too man i feel like we're so like early like you can see the direction it's headed in like the long run but in terms of like what we have like right now to you know use as displays and everything we're just like so so Mm. early on in in that kind of thing um you know this is probably like a good point like normally towards the end uh we love to sort of shake down our guests and see what you guys got in your wallets uh, or have been collecting or just like interested in on the side, like sort of outside of your uh, specific project that you're working on. Um, clearly you guys uh, are both down the rabbit hole and, and know this stuff inside out to be able to see like the big implications. Uh, what, what are some of your like favorite collections or things that you have, uh, you know, in your own possession? I think I start because the answer is much more interesting. Um, so, so I love the Meitaki uh, Yang gave me, and um, it's definitely something I could never give away because I, he gifted it to me, and I, I can never give it away, even if it's twenty ETH or something, uh, unless he tells me to. <laughs> you can, you you can do what you want with it. No, 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 no! Don't say that! Don't say that! Don't say that! <laughs> never. Um, and so, so what I what I fell down was um, when when time was entering the space. It was I was entering the space. <laughs> it was like I was entering the space with with Time Magazine, and it was interesting uh, to live alongside that. And so I tried to be on the first mint, and then they kind of fucked up um, uh, because gas was was I don't know. I, I think it was fifteen thousand US dollars or something. And you couldn't mint, and it was gone in seconds. Um, and and but I, I I let the transaction fail, and uh, then they gifted these these time cats pieces to uh, every every owner that had a failed transaction. And I was really happy about that, and I was like, oh my god, I really love this. And then then this time cat became the the minting pass, and then I. I minted the the uh, long neck lady timepiece from from Nyla, who is a twelve year old. Uh, I mean, you know her uh, most definitely, a twelve year old artist who is amazing. And um, yeah, then then I continued. I minted the slice of time. I burned it, and I got um, this reaper from Julia now. Um, and I, I, I even got a single, single edition red border piece, and I was really proud of that. And um, for other things, I'm, I really, yeah, I really love my crypto roster. I mean, that's I'm completely bullish on, on the crypto roster. So I'm, I, I love the it's your face, it's your, it's your face, community. Um, and I uh, even um, about the about the sneakers. So um, I'm excited to to get my crypto as the sneakers. And I love this integration that that I could buy a piece of cloth, a shoe that I could wear, and nobody nobody here in Austria will will get it. <laughs> and if you one more anecdote for for comparing um, 
people knowing about NFTs here in Austria um, is like um, you all know Sound of Music, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, I come from the city where Sound of Music mostly was shot, except for studio, uh, of course. Uh, but I come from Salzburg, and every American is coming here to to the Sound of Music tour. But uh, if you ask uh, the, the the people in Salzburg, um, it's like ninety percent of them have never seen this movie. And yeah, <laughs> people people can be quite. All I want to say is people can be quite ignorant and yeah, ignore things that are in front of the face and um, for for quite a long time. Uh, but but someday they they will catch up, I guess. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, your crypto rust is your face. Of <laughs> okay. <Yeah. clears throat> um, so for me, obviously, it's a lot of crypto Venus, and they are not in one wallet address because at that time I wasn't so tech savvy, I guess. And I was like, you know, like like with Bitcoin, yeah. Each time you receive something, you have to generate a new address. This is how I started in NFTs because I thought this would, you know, remain privacy. Now I am like shit now when i'm um when i'm sending those nfts you know in the next bear market or so when I, when gas is low i send it to my wallet now then i will just have doxed myself with all those other addresses so i achieved the opposite um so uh, there's something about crypto vina 99 hedy lamar um, drawn by julie that i completely formed into um and i don't know i would never give it away um it's in black and white as well and it's a female crypto winner it's quite rare and it's very beautifully painted of course um made um then there is something about a piece of david bianchi i have because i wanted i, I wanted it to give away and this just to remember that it was super exciting to own this one of one david bianchi piece um of break the bars um i i, I bought a poster um which was in the higher supply David also has one uh, and then they, he made a raffle uh, and one of the poster winners which happened to be me um, got the one of one and um, somehow this uh, is something that I really 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 love um, then there's something about the clown avastar it was minted by Pranksy and also because I like on-chain like it makes sense for me that you know, you know like in 500 years when people are dead and aliens come that there still lives art on the on-chain art kind of kind of like this whole on-chain thing um and there is a don't panic pixel chain uh just a pixel chain nft that just says don't panic you know like from nature this guy to galaxy it has like this green monster i just love that for some reason i love it um and later i figured that it's uh, there is a <laughs> there is a paper cut that this is based on. <laughs> I realized it later on. Uh, so it's a one of one. And then last but not least, of course, uh, my Chrome Squiggle because buying the Chrome Squiggle was the start of my Dijonhood. Mm -hmm. um, I remember I, I I sold a marble card for one ETH, and I was like, that's what someone gave me an ETH for a Loki mar mar marble card. Uh, I was like, okay, now I can make it to fiat or I can immediately spend it. If I don't spend it immediately, I will never <laughs> buy a bigger NFT. So I immediately spent it and bought a Chrome Squiggle. Um, and I remember feeling very weird that day. Like I was like, nobody can know that I spent a thousand euros on the red stroke. <laughs> <laughs> But now I think completely different about it. This is, uh, this is uh, 
Um, my Chrome is squiggle, and this won a this won a, a contest made by Miguel Faust, where oh, wow. one NFT will be a part of the movie, um, and one character will will wear the NFT um, on a T-shirt. And now this Chrome is squiggle will be in Miguel's movie, which I think is a, is an incredible idea of him. Like that, it's basically not product placement, but he uses his film and gives art a stage, and the artist, of course, like. Is super happy that his NFT is, you know, um, now in in another medium. And uh, it's so funny because when we started, um, the, we started a lot about like intertextuality and and you know, um, all of these postmodern things. And mm-hmm. and now I have the feeling that this didn't even start yet. Like what intertextuality means, like with NFTs. This is so. I love I love that idea. And the fact that he held a contest for people and he chose your chromie squiggle that's going to appear in some shape, way, or fashion in that, yeah. that video. That's so cool. Like Rare, Squ- Rare Skrilla has created a few works like that where it incorporates other like uh, NFTs that he owns, right? But are belonging to yeah. these like larger pro- projects. So people are like, oh, I see another uh, item that's part of this collection that I own a piece in too. And it, it creates this very strong affinity. And yeah, that intertextuality yes. is just so effing fascinating to think about it. As yeah. What, what, what just good. think your NFT would be in the people image, you know, like the yeah. pink of the punk, uh, yeah. the, the, the ape of, of Danny, I think Danny. Right. Not, not, not the, not the, uh, Party Legends, Danny, the other one, Danny 3D, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. He has a pink, um, he has a pink ape, a board ape, and it's part of a people image. And this obviously makes the artwork into another artwork. Right. Like this whole and... social, cultural, uh, um, I don't know, space. Yeah, it just, I, I it know, just weaves together song. this fabric that's been kind of rolling out over time. I mean, staying on people, he did what is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, squared's punk, right. After you had a, a couple like crazy, crazy secondary sales. Uh, I love seeing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to kind of, to wrap this up real quick, so we don't yeah. go too much over time. Um, yeah. I just want to make sure that we let folks know exactly where they can follow updates on movie shots. And then for example, if you have any spaces coming up, um, let people know where they can go kind of join in and listen and catch the latest updates on movie shots. All right. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, yes, please go to movieshots.io, movieshots.io. We are on Twitter. Our handle is movieshots with a capital M and a capital S, movieshots with a capital M and a capital S. And our Discord is discord.io slash film community, discord.io slash film community. So please join the film community. Uh, we're doing. We're starting regular spaces where we talk to um, people in the film NFT world. We will have our first spaces tomorrow. We will have Josephine here, um, who founded uh, Female Filmmakers uh, and also has her own academy for filmmakers. So this will be very exciting. Uh, make sure to join us tomorrow. And the pop will be awesome for the space. It will be an animated M, and on the reflection, you see uh, Josephine's art. Because movie shots reflects other NFT uh, projects. <laughs> yeah, please, please um, join our community and uh, help us grow. But also give us give us valuable feedback. I mean, yeah. we 
we we are we in the beginning and we really appreciate every feedback that we get every suggestion that we get uh we're not perfect um by far not and um yeah we also need every help that we could get uh to to make this to make this as big as we as we imagine it to be and um for everybody who's wondering we are really here for for the long term um also yeah yeah i don't know what what else to say i really really thank you for having us also from my Can, side again i mean what one one nice thing talking maybe, to you one thing maybe david because <clears throat> you didn't mention it but it defines you so much um uh, even before nfts you oh yeah you know, the, the network maybe in one sentence I mean, you say it in the people one know sentence, who you are yeah because um the most important thing for me always was to to build a film community in Salzburg and I quite successfully I could say did that I helped a lot of people um grow their own film businesses um in in the last couple of years but also developed a big community that is stronger together and um that really supports each other and um hosting regular meetings together where we could change uh about the industry and um quite active about that and so this this was the main thing that fascinated me also from Jan's project was that I could grow a global film community that's that's doing the same thing kind of 100% um but yeah David Jan I just really want to thank both of you for for jumping on the Matthew and Rizzo show yeah, chatting with great. us about everything that we dove into um I really enjoy this conversation. And like you said, like, uh, I really hope to find myself in, in Europe and in Austria in particular uh, sooner than later. And it'd be great to kind of gather together, grab a bunch of beers, like yeah. a whole <laughs> table, a whole restaurant. Table. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's fucking Let's go. go. <laughs> and um, go. If, if anybody is in New York in uh, July, um, beginning of July or something, um, yeah. We we could also meet. I'm I'm there for one week, but you're from Philly, and so you're probably not in New York. But I want to say that <laughs> probably would. <laughs> yeah. Once again, like both of you, thank you so so much for your time, and just keep on creating and building these magnificent things that you're creating. Thank, thank you. you so much for having thank us. You. Thank you so much for giving us this. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. It was great. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Proof of Beauty. Proof of Beauty is an experimental digital experience studio. The blockchain is their canvas and the tokens are their brush. You can learn more about Proof of Beauty by checking out pob.studio. You can follow them on Twitter as well at P-R-R-F Beauty. That's P-R-R-F beauty on twitter and pob.studio their homepage to learn more about their projects like hash london and publico thank you and see you in the next episode